I never really cared about off-roading vehicles until now. I was given a special request by my good friend Rustlin to make a video discussing the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon 392. And of course, while I was trying to figure out how to like outline the video, Ford drops this, the Bronco Raptor. So we're gonna discuss what makes both of these cars so special and try to decide which one I would take home. But let's start with the exterior. I'm loving the way the Jeep looks. Very classic Jeep. Most notably the hood with its mega functional scoop. It has a system called the Hydro Guide. It's to help separate any water from the air going into the intake. About 15 gallons per minute. The roof is particularly nice for a special reason that I'll explain in a bit. When you take a look at the Bronco, the first thing that comes to mind is Damn boy, he's thick! I'll tell you how thick in the handling section, but here's a hint. It is so wide that it legally needs extra marker lights around the exterior, which just makes it look even cooler. And yes, the fenders were meant to be left colorless because the whole body wouldn't fit through the paint booth during assembly. The added bash plate up front, plus the added vents on the fenders and the hood are very nice touches too. Both only come in a four-door option, but at least you can do the whole open air thing by removing the roof and doors and whatever else. Let's talk about the interior though. The thing that I love about that Jeep roof that I mentioned earlier, it's basically a giant sunroof. That's right. You can flip a switch and that rooftop just slides right on back. It's available on other models too, but it's the first time I'm hearing about this. Which brings me to a point that the Bronco comes with a hardtop. So if you remove the tops, well, you gotta figure out where to put them. I mean, it only requires just a tad bit more effort. Not gonna lie, that Bronco interior looks like a much nicer place to be in. Really digging the orange accents all around and the orange seat belts. You get a standard 12 inch infotainment system and a full digital cluster. Plus there's some extra packages to spruce up the interior with carpet floors instead of the standard rubberized floors. Although you can hose out the rubber floor if you needed to, or you can option in a 10 speaker audio system. The interior of the Jeep is just fine. The bronze accents throughout the interior are great. It's all laid out very nicely and neatly just doesn't blow me away with its 8.4 inch infotainment screen and its 7 inch uh, digital cluster in between the gauges. But you do get paddle shifters in both of them, which is cool. Let's move on to the handling. And here is where you really got to pay attention because there's been some crazy changes to increase the off-road capabilities. The Jeep gets 33 inch tires on 17 inch bead locking capable wheels. But you can go up to 35 inch tires if you opt for the extreme recon package. Which the recon package also gives you an extra inch and a half of ground clearance. From its like 10.3 inches it already has. Of course you get 2 inch diameter Fox shocks, locking differentials, and an electronic sway bar disconnect. Want to know what the Bronco gets? It gets 37 inch tires also on 17 inch wheels also capable of doing beadlocking stuff. Plus it has 13.1 inches of ground clearance and thanks to the three inch Fox shocks, you get that 13 inches of wheel travel up front 
and 14 inches of travel in the back. The track width is 9 inches wider than the base Bronco. Remember I was going to tell you how thick it is? It's 85.7 inches wide or a hair over 7 feet. Good luck storing that in the garage. Let's get into the power now. We don't know the full specs of the Bronco yet, but we do know what engine is going to be in it. It's taking the 3 liter twin turbo V6 EcoBoost engine out of the Explorer ST, not the F-150 Raptor. I'm not sure why they went that route, but the numbers for the Explorer XT are 400 horsepower and 415 pound-feet of torque. Ford does say that the target's going to be over 400 horsepower since they're adding larger turbos, which is fine because in that Baja mode, there's an anti-lag system to keep those turbos spooled up. Regardless of whatever they do, I doubt it'll match the Jeep's 6.4 liter Hemi V8. Thrusting the car with the ferocity of 470 horsepower and 470 pound-feet of torque. Too bad it isn't the supercharged Hellcat motor, but it still does launch itself to 60 in about 4.5 seconds. No idea what the Bronco can do because I doubt any external testing has been done on it. And yes, the Jeep sounds as godly as you'd expect, and the Bronco sounded alright in the reveal clip. Very V6-like, but the nice thing is that they both have active exhaust, so you can change the sound around to fit your mood. You get a 10-speed automatic in the Bronco, and the Jeep gets an 8-speed automatic, in case you were wondering. It's time to break open those wallets, because surprisingly, the Bronco Raptor starts at $70,000, and the Jeep Wrangler 392 costs 76000 and that's not including any extra packages like that $4,000 Extreme Recon package for the Jeep. So, which one would I get? I'd get the Bronco. You know, it looks cooler to me, inside and out. Bigger everything all around, cheaper too. Turbos with an anti-lag system? I can't wait to hear that. But the Jeep has a V8, probably is faster than the Bronco, sounds cooler than the Bronco because it has a V8, the Jeep has a more convenient way of opening up the roof, and a V8. I'll tell you another good reason to get the Bronco though, just so you can say, ain't no regular Ford Bronco dis a fucking Raptor. <laughs> I crack myself up. But that's it for me today. If you enjoyed your time with me, then consider dropping a like, leave a rating, or tapping that subscribe button. I hope to see you again very soon, but until then, see ya.